0: Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Tu Hien Lee. Say hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. I'm very, very excited to sit down and chat with you today. So Tuhian is going to really sit down and chat with us about her uh, venture in being, you know, a business owner. Um, She developed her own product and built it up to be, you know, a seven-figure biz and kind of like all the ventures she's been on, you know, uh, in the past couple of years. So I'll give you the floor. Tuhian, why don't you tell us about yourself? Who are you and what do you do?
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. So my name is Tuhian Lee. I am a mom and an entrepreneur. I began, I started my entrepreneur journey kind of accidentally. Mm -hmm. Um, By training, I actually, uh, I was in finance for many years. Mm -hmm. And um, after I had my daughter in 2014, I personally went through a challenge with breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And from that, like I couldn't, I couldn't nurse. So then I ended up Using a breast pump, and from that experience, which was really painful, I identified a problem that not only me but other women had, and yeah. then that's where my entrepreneurial journey started. I developed a product called the Bojen Breast Pump Cushion to solve this problem, and that's how I am now on this entrepreneurial journey.
0: I love it. Um, yeah, I'm like shaking my head as like you're saying, like breastfeeding is so painful and. It really like, I had a really hard time and I ultimately, I was like a ditch, like it's just not working out for me. (laughs) Um, And it's definitely breastfeeding just to like tangent on breastfeeding real quick. is like something like you really got to pour into it. You have to be knowledgeable. Um, You have to be willing to um, experiment. Yes. Like play around with what works for you, your body and your baby. And there was like, I didn't read up on that. So I didn't.
1: (laughs) Most women don't really think to prepare for it, and like the thing is, people think it's supposed to come like naturally and magically, but it's a learned skill. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of women understand or like realize that as well.
0: Yeah, so for sure, like I, I read that like what to know when you're expecting or whatever, and like there was nothing. <laughs> I read yeah. a handful book of books, but it was nothing. But anyways, um, so I love that you know you really saw a problem, you identified that not only you were having that problem, you decided to like take action on it. So, I. I for one got really curious, you know, how was it developing a product? Like, did you just wake up one day? And you're like, Oh, it's going to be shaped like this. It's going to be made out of this, like kind of walk us through uh, what developing a product yeah. is like, and kind of building it up to be what it is um, present day.
1: Right. So it started off with just like me being like, Oh, this can't be the way women have to deal with breastfeeding and pumping. Mm-hmm. And I went into um, Facebook mom groups, which is what New moms do to get advice about things like breastfeeding and pumping. And I'd ask, like, what do you do with the pain? Like, what am I doing it wrong? And there are some hacks, like, oh, try this or that, but there was like no specific real solution. So I was talking about my husband, he watched me through the entire journey and, like, you know, he wanted to be supportive, but like, men can't really it's hard to, you know, watch your, your wife go through that. And so Mm -hmm. at the time we were living in New York city with our, in a small 500 square foot apartment with a baby. (laughs) And we're like, you know, I, I think, I think we can figure out a solution to this. Um, and I, and I feel like this is a solution worth solving. Mm -hmm. So we went all in he quit his job at the time i wasn't working so we moved to florida which is where we're from and decided to really dive into like developing this solution which we didn't know what it would look like we just knew that there was a problem that we could solve mm-hmm. um i don't know if i would necessarily suggest for moms and just families to quit their job and not have income while they're figuring this out it was a risk on our part especially with a baby mm-hmm. but i think we were just really, I mean, I was just really passionate about finding the solution for women. Like I really wanted to help women during this journey. So, um, it was like, you know, grassroots talking to a lot of breastfeeding, pumping moms, current and past, like understanding the problem. And then my husband helped me do a lot of product development. So he's more of like on the technical side. So mm. work, we went to a local maker shop to help us like three print things and like 3d draw things and stuff like that and like i was just there really describing the issue to them and giving them like the pieces that women use for pumping and then they would try to you know use um experiment with different materials to see what would work That's so cool yeah and you know we came up with over 40 different prototypes before we d- found out like what we end up launching into the market so it wasn't I just woke up like, oh, I think this is the answer. No, it definitely was a process to discover the answer.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I can't believe how many like prototypes people go through before, um, you know, like launch day. So yeah. when you said 40, I was like, wow, that's like a lot of like trial and error yeah. and figuring it out. Um, but I think it's, it makes the process um, exciting because you never know, like right. this will be the final the final right.
1: turn. And it's and it's not like this, something like this exists. So you have to kind of experiment and figure out what doesn't work until you find out what does.
0: Mm -hmm. and we
1: just didn't quit until we found it and um, we actually did a kickstarter campaign and for those who don't know kickstarter is like a crowdfunding campaign and we said hey we found a solution to this problem i think we needed to raise twenty thousand dollars and we said okay if we can raise twenty thousand dollars which means enough moms care to have the solution that we can go into manufacturing and actually build this and i think we eventually end up raising like 25,000. And we're like, okay, we have, there's enough people who want this solution. And then we took the, we took the 25,000 and went and built, built out the tooling and then built out the whole process for our Bojan breast pump cushions.
0: I love that. And I love that like your husband was there to really like help you kind of like machine through the process. You know, you're not by yourself. I feel like oftentimes, um, I've heard a lot of like women be like, Oh, like I have to talk to so-and-so like, Oh, I have to convince him, right. um, you know, like they have that dream biz, that dream product. They're ready to take the leap. But like, you know, when you're a family, you have to think about everyone involved. So I right. ask you, you know, what was your experience like? I know it was more like him. I feel like also being so, um, uh, sympathetic to like the trouble you were having. You know, being yeah. That, but kind of just the experience, like how was it? You know, quote unquote, getting him on him on board. Yeah. What advice give to anyone?
1: <laughs> yeah, Um, I don't know if it was as much in in my like situation. It wasn't as much like me getting him on board. is just us deciding together, like, are we going to do this? Like it was, it was like, we're going to do this. We're going to try to solve this problem. Right. And um, I think he just saw that like, it wasn't just me. It was like thousands of mothers,
0: mm-hmm. thousands
1: every year. There's millions of new like moms going through the same journey and like having these same troubles. So we're like, wow, like this is, this can really change lives. I think that was really what convinced them is like the impact we could have, not only the mom, but then onward to the baby too. And um the advice, advice I would give to other women who are trying to like talk to their partners is like to really um just like understand what your goals are together mm-hmm. as a family and as a unit. And then if this new venture kind of aligns with that. You know, if your goal as a unit is to have like financial freedom so you can be together more, it's like, well, if I build this, th- th- this new venture or this new business, I feel like we can achieve that together and we can achieve that freedom. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that the word was impact. Like when you realize like what you're channeling your energy into has the ability to impact like it's a yeah. changer. So I really love that because you were like speaking and I was like Impact and you said it. and I'm like, yes.
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, it becomes less about like it wasn't really so much about like me having fame and glory It's really like I feel like I can really help Impact change add value to so many women women's breastfeeding journey and then their baby, too mm-hmm, so mm-hmm like if I could do it, I feel like I had to do it. Yeah, for sure.
0: I I remember when we spoke earlier, like when we did our our connect call, you said something like, um, building a business is a lot of work. Like, you know, like everyone's like, Oh, like I'm an entrepreneur, but like, it's hard work. And on top of that, you had said something like more money, more demons or something.
1: Um, new, it's like new levels, new devils.
0: Yes. Yes new levels, new devils. But I wanted to ask you kind of about like your experience, you know, navigating um, the growth of your business that ultimately led you to want to becoming an e-commerce coach. Cause I'm assuming, you know, as you reach your new levels, you were like, Oh, I wish I knew this before. Um, Totally.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, throughout my journey, I just, I learned so much just by making mistakes, right? I made mistakes or I didn't do things. I could have done things more efficiently or cheaper, you know? And then um, as I was like, as I gained traction, as my company's grown um, and found like a certain level of success, I found other entrepreneurs coming up to me and asking me like, Oh, how did you do it? Like, what should I do? Mm -hmm. What's my next step? And then I just realized that I really enjoyed connecting with other entrepreneurs. And I think I've always had this like knack for, for like teaching Mm -hmm. and like enjoying, like helping and mentoring. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then I realized like, hey, like I love teaching and mentoring. Like I could make this part of a different, like my business too. So then I'm, yeah. And so that's, so I've started like coaching other entrepreneurs who are like earlier in their journey and Mm -hmm. say like, hey, I've been exactly where you are. I know exactly how you feel. These are the pitfalls that are coming up ahead of you. So we're going to avoid them. Just follow my like lead, follow my blueprint that I've created over the past like six years. And then you can get past that and so much faster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I love that you said like mentorship comes with like so much like of that, like human connection where you Mm -hmm. are like, kind of like shepherding them into the right direction. um, Yeah. you have already like become so familiar with. Um, So yeah, I really like that you kind of realized And I feel like I realized this too, in terms of coaching, like people just reach out to you. So it's also like that level of trust, like people trust in your ability to get through things. So it's like, okay, like there's, you know, there's a little spark here. So I really love that you said that. Um, I want to ask you, what advice would you give women who have large goals and dreams, but are not
1: taking action due to fear? Oh, this is such a good question. So fear is huge right Mm -hmm. and unfortunately it can like paralyze us and stop us and then i mean i had to do a lot of inner work in myself to figure out what i was scared of and why like why exactly am i scared of failure oh people are gonna think i'm like okay but who like do those people matter or Mm -hmm. so what if you failed like what are people gonna say you know um I think you have to really look inside yourself and figure out what you really value. So the thing about entrepreneurship, that's, it's just so hard. It's, it's one of the hardest journeys you can go through. Um, it's not all like glorious. Right. But if like the purpose of what you're doing is strong and like, it's like a real, the real, why a real purpose it'll pull you through all the difficult times you might be going through some crap that this didn't work or that didn't work. But I know if I'm focused, like the reason why I'm in this is to impact all these women's lives, then I'm going to get through it. Like, okay, that didn't work. But, and then you, then you start then you start to put like fear, like into perspective, like, okay, fear of what, like my purpose of doing what I'm doing is much greater than the fear. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to let the fear of like people's judgment hold me back from being able to help thousands of women's lives, you know? Yeah. So like literally once that clicked in my brain, I'm like, okay, who cares if this person or whatever that person judges me. That's not really on me. Their people's judgment is really them. That's like not for me to decide. Right. But my purpose is to impact these women's lives and I'm going to stick with that
0: yeah and it's so crazy how like fear like it has a definition but we sometimes it's in our face and we can't even realize that that's what's impacting us to like not take action and we're just sitting around like lollygagging like oh yeah
1: yeah it's really about yeah it's totally like if you get super clear on why you're doing something or what you really value what impact you're making that like the fear just kind of like doesn't matter anymore
0: mm-hmm and they say like when you're standing in fear like when you're scared like that's when good shit is about to happen like that's when you're about to crush
1: it that's that's like a, when you're about to step outside your comfort zone and that's when you start to grow
0: yeah absolutely yeah, so, yeah thank you for for that insight that was there were some real good nuggets in there so yeah um I wanted to ask you about your team your team and growing Bojan like first of all this is random question that I just came up with in my head how did you know you were ready to you know hire a team like when did you go from like oh I'm rolling solo um Mm -hmm. I need a team
1: yeah so interestingly enough I didn't even do this on purpose but my team at Bojan is made up of has always made up of part-time working moms and we actually hired our first part-time working dad like yeah so his his wife is a doctor and working like 80 hours so he's like my wife's going to be gone. I don't need to be working so long. I care about my family. And I just found this niche of like parents who really valued their family life and wanted to be like their home caretaker, but also were really smart and ambitious and motivated too. And just somehow in corporate America, like being an ambitious, smart person, wanting to add value and wanting to raise a family just is like, didn't match. You almost Mm -hmm. had to choose one or the other. So I just found this like gap and niche and was able to tap into it, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been able to like build such an amazing team of smart, like smart, super smart, ambitious and like organized and creative people. And it's been great. The funny thing is like moms, you have a limited amount of time. You like get stuff done. You're like (laughs) Scheduled and like efficient, you know, how moms are. We always have to like multitask. Like mm-hmm. any like break in time, you just get stuff done. So they're like everybody's just amazing to work with. Um, As far as knowing when to hire somebody, like I, I started. I just looked at the bu- business and realized everything was becoming too much just for me to do. And then I really, I really like analyzed what was the most impactful part of the business, and for me at bojen it was the community and the customers. Mm -hmm. So the first hire I made was customer service. Like they're the, they're the one facing directly with our customers and they needed to feel like we cared and we were empathetic and we wanted to support them. So um, customer service was like the first position I hired for.
0: I love that because you think about spreading yourself thin is going to take your company backwards. So I love that you were like, okay, let's reorganize here. And I love that you said, you know, like customer service was first, because when you think about you have a forward facing like product, that's your support Them, like, you, you want to make sure your customer feels listened to. Exactly. Um, and supported. So that is really, really great. And I want to ask you how other ways do you foster community and Bojan? Yeah. Uh, Facebook, like, social media, like what do you guys do to like really um, uplift and support your community?
1: Yeah. So community is like a huge thing for us at Bojen. Um, one of the things that we do have is a private uh, community, a mom Facebook community called Bogen Mom Community. And there we're like, not just talking about breastfeeding, pumping, but really all like the mom topics that a new mom might go through. Mm-hmm. and um, And we try to, and we also have like live events, to help teach or support women, we have a lactation event, and we have other specialists that come in as guests, on um, Facebook Live. So that's really big. And then also, just like you know, really keeping an ear to the mom community to understand what trends they might be, what what are what's trending, what are they talking about, what are like the common problems, and mm-hmm. seeing what we can do as a company to address it. And even even if it's something like just being understanding and supportive a lot of times that's what most people like need. They just want to be heard. They just want to be seen and we want to be there for them. And I think that those moms really do appreciate it. Cause you know, going into motherhood, like just giving birth, going through, birth is is a wild ride. And you feel like you completely don't know who that person was before you had the baby. So Mm -hmm. now you're like, Hey, what about me? Like I'm still me. So we want to be that like, that company that says hey I see you like you're you're a mom and you're like a great person too so we're really trying to foster that yeah through through our Facebook community is a big thing but just in general like how we communicate with our our customers and our moms on social media and everything
0: I was gonna say like yeah like when you start that journey into motherhood like it feels it's wild it can feel so isolating too so like you know you're hop on your phone for like you know 30 minutes you have of like the child is sleeping or like, you know, whatever, you're, you to the toilet, right? Yeah. Um, so you like hopping on to like a social media group, like you mentioned, can be like one, an escape, but also like you said, um, sometimes that's all they want is just like to have someone uh, to be a sounding board. Like, I feel like, uh, sometimes we really crave that like human attention or like I've been there, um, kind of, um, interaction because I feel like me for one, like I value so much like advice that comes from people that have been like, I've been there Not oh, yeah. to put, or to discount anyone else's advice. Like I don't want my friends texting me saying that like, I gave you advice and you didn't listen Elizabeth. <laughs> but you know, I love getting advice because I feel like it comes with that extra like extra tier. You know when you ask for extra caramel on your macchiato? Yes. That extra tier of like love because they've been there. So, yes.
1: I love I love everything about that. Oh. But
0: <laughs> I wanted to ask you how would you define a glow up and what is your glow tip for the listeners?
1: Okay. So, I would define a glow up as stepping out of your comfort zone and growing and being better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just not perf- you don't need perfection. You're just going for progress. So any progress you're make is the glow up. Yes. Yes. And then you had, what was the second question? Glow tip. Glow, okay. My glow tip. My glow tip would be just, you know, you should really believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Really believe in yourself because girl, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. I did it. You can do it.
0: Cheers to that with my seltzer. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, to him. Well, thank you so much. I had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you. I wanted to ask, you know, where can the listeners find you connect with you? Um, and what is on your glow goals list for 2021?
1: Yes. Yeah, so please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is to that's spelled T U H I E N dot L E. And I'm going to be launching a boot camp. On March 4th. It's for moms and mom entrepreneurs looking to figure out how to balance the challenge of being both an entrepreneur and a mom. I'm so excited. I would love for you to join and I would love to connect with you.
0: Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the glow up effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the glow up effect.